Hey, so we are here at the Crypto Summit sponsored by Crypto Friends over there, the New Girls on the Block, ICO Showcase, and Pitch Day. Uh, if you could introduce yourself to the audience, let them know who you are and uh, what you do in the industry. Okay, so I'm so proud of my my lanyard and my card. So I'm going to say I'm Sidi. Um, I'm actually uh, a blockchain enthusiast. I am uh, an advisor. I'm a mentor and I'm also a TEDx um, organizer and generally extremely fascinated and interested in meeting lots of interesting people. Same here and I've met a lot of interesting people in the past two days at this conference. Let's touch on that a little bit. Um, who or what was some of the you know, uh, speakers or presenters that uh, surprised you uh, at this conference? So, um, if I'm being honest, I think I have really uh, been impressed by every single uh, panel discussion. I enjoyed the fire chat uh, about recruitment. Mm. I thought that was really interesting. I love Trisha, not just because she was on my panel, but also her keynote was very, uh, really informative. I love what Wyla doing. I think the uh, social good aspect is something that's very close to my heart, so I'm also doing some work in social good. So for me, that was, for what she does and what she thinks about uh, helping people in financial, including, you know, making financial inclusion available for everyone, you know, in Africa, it can be transferred to India and most poverty-stricken areas, but most importantly, which we didn't talk, talk about or touch upon, was the impact on women when you create financial inclusion mm. or women in rural development. It's amazing. Yeah, I, uh, one of the ladies did touch on, uh, even if there is a female founder, it's usually being funded by a male somewhere. Um, so I, I see like some of that come up and it was interesting. Uh, as speaking as a female panelist, uh, how do you feel about this conference being you know, solely revolving around the, the, the new girls on the block? A, a, a complete day of female speakers and women in blockchain. Um, did you feel like it was represented right? Could it have been done differently? And um, you know, what did you enjoy out of it? So the best part of day one was yes, it was women on the block, um, and women on the block that want to network, mm -hmm. women on the block that have so many common interests, uh, that want to help each other, they want to work together. A lot they of collab, yes. There's so much of that. Uh, that's what really excites me about the actual concept of doing just women only. I am actually more about inclusivity and there have been lots of men, which has been great. Uh, and I think today was, you know, all judge, all of the judges on the ICO panel. Yeah, it was men. a boys club, yeah. Yeah, so, so the, you know, it was sort of made up in a way. Um, normally, it would be great to have 50-50, but this was great because it almost felt like just uh, bringing women together, helping us to know each other, so that whenever there are conferences in the future, and people are reaching out for 
female speakers, mm-hmm. all of us can say, hey, you know what? I know somebody in the supply chain. Yes. So that's great. That is great. And, and for the community as a whole, it's great. You're absolutely correct there. And it's good to see that the, the women marketing, mingling, and networking. And I was curious, maybe who have you met today or yesterday that you're looking forward to working with? Okay. So, uh, ooh, I met a guy called Frank who's based out of um, San Francisco, and we're going to look at uh, using uh, the incentive and gamification for my um, help app. Oh, yes. Gamification and incentivization is going to be the future for everything. So we're we're going to do that. And then Trisha, obviously I met and she was on my panel. In fact, all the women on my panel I'm definitely hanging out with. Um, So Laurie... Copes, she mm-hmm. she or and I already are working collaboratively. Oh, cool. So um, and we're also from the same TED tribe. So that's yes. why we work. But now we're opening up and working in a bigger and larger scale. Um, how many other? There's more. Um, Nanu, you. Yes, Nanu, me, thank you. So, you know, I mean, this is a tribe and it's wonderful. I mean, it's it's better now to call it the crypto tribe rather than crypto for women. Um, we're, a, we're a growing tribe. We mm. all have, actually, you know what? Majority of us want to do good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, we are the glue. We are the glue because we are now globalizing. Yes tech for good but most people are thinking about you know how is this going to help all of us and that's why we're doing this so this is oh dear yeah I got it (laughs) it was like a random eyelash just dropped Oh, sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes, uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about some of what you do, though, personally, and how you tie that into cryptocurrencies. Because, like you said, you do motivational speaking and mentoring and stuff like yeah. that. Do you find women in the industry and motivate them in, with in crypto, or is it separate, or how does okay. it come together? So, so essentially, I'm a business advisor. I've, you know, I. I help startups, uh, I advise them, I give them uh, assistance, mentor them, and, in, and encourage them to think uh, how to do things differently. Uh, I am a disruptor, so I try and make people think in a way that's totally disrupting like the that. way things are being done currently. If that means using technology, then I do. The one number one rule in entrepreneurship is find a need but make sure it's something you're comfortable and you understand it Mm. Um, and then when you find the solution don't say oh you know what let's use blockchain because blockchain's the new technology don't do that try and find out what are the normal ways of finding a solution absolutely if blockchain is the only solution then do it I don't suggest go for blockchain because I'm a I've got blockchain in my right. LinkedIn profile. Like a yogurt company not, launching an ICO. Yeah, no, no, that's not what I do because I actually think that's rubbish. You might want to motivate them to not do that. Yeah, it's it's about being sensible. Find a sensible solution. Um, don't just go for a technology just because it's the sexiest. Right. Do it because there is an actual mm. need. Nothing else will solve it. 
Now you organize uh, TEDx events, right? The TED uh, talks and stuff. Uh, I was just wondering how is that crypto vibe in that you know community? Is it you know we getting to talk about this, or is it like yo try not to talk so much about this? Is or is there, is there interest? Is there FOMO? Is there FUD? What is it like? Because when it comes to cutting edge, TED is that, and if anything is cutting edge, it's crypto. So I'm just wondering, is it too cutting edge for the cutting edge? Mm, So uh, I actually got into blockchain because I attended a TED Summit. Oh, great. When Dan Tuxwell was the speaker, 2016. um, Amazing. So he inspired me and a few other TEDsters. So Laurie is one of the others. And uh, a group of us decided to go together and start looking at how we can use it, can we get more information, we decided to research it, and so we decided to get into the blockchain. That is pretty cool. So he inspired us, and that was through TED. That is amazing. So are you organizing anything right now? Like what's, um, what's in your, your roadmap for you know, TED in 2018? Are you looking to try to make it a little more you know, women of crypto uh, oriented and focused? So, what we're trying to do, so um, I haven't planned anything until the end of the year, purely because I've been helping uh, the uh, Government Blockchain Association Oh wow! with uh, their first ever European summit, which is going to happen in Paris sometime October, November. Oh wow. And that's going to be exciting. Yeah, so it that's is. actually taken me away from TEDx at the moment. But it's not put me off. It's just I'm putting that on a priority. It's more exciting. It's got an awesome team. We have uh, the president of the Paris chapter is a woman. (laughs) So Leila, and she's just doing a fantastic job. In fact, we have a really great team. So that's really exciting for me. That is awesome. That is exciting. I wonder, what are your expectations in, you know, this end result or your concerns for, you know, how it could turn out? Um, Actually, it's exciting. That's it. Right. Um, It could go either way so far. Yeah, it's it's exciting because uh, the government of Paris has taken a huge interest in this. If you think, um, could you do the same and host something at Washington DC. You know, it would be great if you could, but at the moment we've got Paris leading the way and they're showing true leadership. Uh, and I think that that's exciting. I think uh, the agenda is still being shaped, so, but it's looking really yeah. great. Once we have a first world country embrace the technology, it sets a a race in in order you know there, there's no race right now okay. like there was no space race until people started building rocket ships absolutely now yeah. you know we were not the first country to build a rocket ship or start to we were you know kind of our arms were twisted by russia to absolutely. get your ass in gear and i could see that being done with the the european government saying hey you know, we have to embrace this, and the U.S. government going, "Hey, we now have to embrace this. We don't want to. Europe wants to. Now we have to." And that's what makes me the most excited out of these events because, uh, like, uh, Goldman Sachs uh, Circle acquisition of Poloniex for four hundred million dollars that forces J.P. Morgan and Chase to take back all of the things that Jamie Dimon has ever said, yeah, ever. I- 
And, you know, they'll be developing their own crypto soon. Yes, yes. So. and I, I think that will be a waste of resource instead of adopting a pre-existing crypto. I really do. I think it would be like Blockbuster trying to come up with their own Netflix app after Netflix you know, was already created. Netflix offered them to buy us. Blockbuster said no. And I think you know, us thinking like, hey, a government can compete. Uh, a lot of the things I learned that this is the, the lack of developers in this space makes it damn near impossible to compete no matter how much money you have. Because the developers are so rich, they don't care how much money you have. It's a passion project for them. They don't get out of bed for six figures. They already got multiples. They're done. What they're getting out of bed for is out of pure passion for the project. So like uh, things like Poloniex being acquired yeah. you know, by uh, Goldman Sachs and potentially delisting securities and utilities that aren't you know, compliant with the U.S. and probably even leaving the U.S. for a while to, to get their KYC in order. I could see the developers being incentivized to create a decentralized exchange that will ruin all of these centralized exchanges because they just incentivize the key members of this community to organize. You know, we yeah. you create one problem for the entire community, it will organize. And that's where we're at. So, just to pick up on the developers, actually, Hartage said something really exciting. I don't know if you heard him. When he said... From Hoso, right? Yeah. He's not, he's not looking at um, programmers in San Francisco anymore. He's going to India. Right, right. Right? So, I, I think... I think the developing world is going to be a different hotbed. See, see that uh, the, the wealth transfer, for yeah. sure, uh, from you know, third world to first world, because that's mm -hmm. where the, uh, we, were, we, got, we got lucky off the industrial boom. You know? we, yeah. we took advantage of that, and we did pretty well. Yeah. But other countries now have that early adopter advantage, like all of us Bitcoiners who got in early, the early adopter advantage. The first world country or yeah, third world country, the first to embrace this, I think will, will change the entire way that, you know, the world's wealth is distributed. Like look at South Korea, yes. uh, you know, they're yeah. mining, they're yeah. mining heavily. And they're saying that because of this, their confidence as a nation feels more secure. Now they don't feel as, you know, as you know, it's, it's not as important for them to defend themselves every time yeah. some Twitter guy says something bad about South Korea. Yeah. They don't care anymore. You know, they're they're Well, actually, they're they confident. never care. Well, yes. <laughs> so, you know, it's not like they cared at all about what we think. Look at the way, you know. Right. They cared, <laughs> that, they cared that we said it at all, though, you know. Well, only if you say it in front of them. <laughs> you know, they, they behave and act in a way that they actually are oblivious to the rest of rest of the world speaking you're worldly so speaking worldly and speaking crypto i would love to get your opinion on the venezuelan attempt of that petro backed by gold that hasn't even been taken out of the ground yet and the 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 potential that that could have for their citizens and their you know stores of wealth and the wealth distribution of, of a currency like that well i'll be honest if i'm being brutally honest i have i don't really know enough to talk about that okay um, but what I can say is that it's not just Venezuela or any other mm -hmm. country. This is now, um, even when you look at, so, so you talked about, you're talking about whether this is ethical or whether you think that um, the situation is such. So one of the things I'm really cautious about is the control of a government mm. 
okay? When you know that uh, when an organization, and when you go to government, when you go to Venezuela or even South Korea, how much control that government has over their crypto or their currency, and how they can use it or manipulate oh, it. Oh, right, right. Okay? So for me, that is an issue. It's not just Venezuela. It's also if you use um, any other corrupt country. Mm, like, that's true. Right? Like Nigeria or right. India or Bangladesh or, you know, where they have so much black money. So that's, that to me is a big issue. We right. haven't got any control over that. So when you look at the processes where you think you're making sure that you're helping and you're doing something for the right reasons, but if the people who are controlling all the secure networks or yes, you have no idea still. We have to vote people into government that have our best interests and this technology in heart. So the government is you, an enthusiast for the technology. You, but you cannot control in certain areas, even when you're trying to be transparent in the voting process, for example. Right. Because everything is controlled somewhere mm -hmm. by the people that you don't want to have control. And that was the whole point of decentralization, right? Because then everyone has a control. But if you go to these countries individually, they own that whole centralization. That's interesting. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, uh, how you see, because you said you're a disruptor, yeah. right? So I wanted to see where do you see blockchain technology disrupting in the mainstream this year? Like what sector is it going to disrupt and get that mainstream, you know, not say it's so attention, but like, you know, that where it's going to, where's crypto going to shine this year? Because last year it was ICOs. You know, what are we doing with the technology where we're actually going to disrupt a mainstream industry? It's going to disrupt health. Health? Health in a big way. So far, no one has been able to uh, own their own identity. In their health records. Oh, okay. Yes, I was part of the panel the other day. That was a very important conversation. And I thought about the um, monetizing of my own medical records to yeah. uh, research groups and studies. Everything. I thought of, like, what if you have a rare disease and you're one of 10 people on the planet that had the disease? You can now be incentivized to keep giving people updates of your DNA, of yeah. your, your, your biological project or product of, of your progress, progress through the you know, conditions of this illness. And now because people are incentivized to share this data with people that they want to share it with, they have, they have the data now. You know, these research groups, you have to pay yeah. a lot of money Absolutely. to get it. Now they're giving it away and they're giving you a, a little kickback for it. Well, before, you never got anything out of it. Well, yes. You didn't get anything because your health records are shared without you actually knowing. Mm -hmm. This time, every time you share it, you're the person who re receives the reward. And like you said, I believe in the last panel, uh, you don't even know what the heck's on your medical records. Nope. You don't know what they look like, you don't know what the doctor's saying you have or might have or don't have. Absolutely. That's so a, this time, yeah. we're now, that, that to me is gonna be the disruptor this year for me, purely because, um, it's, uh, it's something that most people have never thought of monetizing. Mm -hmm. 
That is now, interesting. Now they can. Right? You you do, you know, you fill out your Google Forms to get free Wi-Fi. Yeah. But you don't get any money. You only get Wi-Fi. Now, when Google says, okay, you know, you know Google's given your Fitbit to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you can say, hold on. I get something too. Right, right. When's that happened before? Never. That's, you know, that's like people um, would steam it and Facebook. We could go on for this all day. Why would you use Facebook when you don't get anything for your contribution to its overall net worth? Exactly. Why do you keep contributing for free if you get nothing out of it? Yeah, exactly. You can do it all differently now. And, of course, um, for me, voting. Voting and health will be disrupted by blockchain technology. You heard it here. Thank you so much. But don't quote me on that one. (laughs) (laughs)